Muslim Chat presents Heroes of Islam, a 30-part series on the lives of some of the greatest Muslims to walk this earth. Allah, today we uh, will be continuing with our series on the heroes of Islam and we will be focusing today on the Sahabi and the Uncle Muhammad Hamza ibn Abdul Muttalib, the Asrullah, who is Rasulih. Hamza ibn Abdul Muttalib was the uncle of Sallallahu and although he, although he was the uncle, he was actually from the same generation as Prophet He was around the same age. So not only was he a relative, he was also uh, a good friend of Muhammad, uh, of Muhammad And it was at the same time, he was also his brother because they'd been best, both had uh, been best fed by the same woman, Halima. And even before... Uh, his Islam, he already knew that Muhammad had brought something true and something great, and he knew that the truth had come with him. And you know, in their youth, before Islam, before the revelation came, uh, was someone who preferred life of, of leisure, he preferred to he tried to take his place among the prominent leaders of Quraysh and Mecca. Muhammad chose a life of seclusion, he used to go to Hira and so on. And despite the fact that them, each of them had a different way of living out their own youth, Hamza and Muhammad were both very, very close together. And when Muhammad first announced his revelation, Hamza Muhammad would sit down uh, among the Quraysh when leads Quraysh when they're discussing the da'wah of uh, Muhammad and they would, they would laugh at their talk, you'd accuse them of exaggeration. He would say that, you know. Salam that uh, that he said that you know uh, Hamza Bamtali would completely disregard all their fears uh, about Muhammad and Abu Jahl even accused him of just pretending not to know about it until uh, until Muhammad had complete control all over them and even and then after they you know left after dispersed his his head was full of all the new ideas Muhammad had brought everything he had heard from Muhammad and about Muhammad and you know his attitude. He noticed this attitude from Prophet that you know while the Quraysh just slandering him and cursing him and attacking him, he's just staying calm and composed and fast. Was everything they're saying, and he finds that very very unfamiliar. So to Bani Quraysh, you are very you are known to be strong and to be challenging, and you know Allah is mentioned that. Uh, uh, the Hamza was someone who used to love hunting. So obviously he was a lion. He was he would love to hunt. He used to go fight and so on. Uh, Hamza, uh, it is incident obviously that once he went out for hunting, and on his way back home, he passed by the Kaaba as usual, and while he's going around the Kaaba that day, a, a female servant goes to him and says, "Oh, Abu uh, Umara." You haven't seen what happened to your nephew at the hands of Al-Hakam ibn Hisham, meaning Abu Jahl. He said, you know, when he saw, when, when he says that when he saw Muhammad sitting there, he heard him, he called him bad names and treated him in a way that he hated. And he continues to explain what Abu Jahl had done to Muhammad Hamza, it doesn't, is listens to this carefully. He thinks, he's silent, and he pauses for a while, then he picks up his bow and he puts it on his shoulder. 
he dismounts his horse. He walks with fast, steady steps towards the Kaaba, hoping to see Abu Jahal there. And as soon as he sees him, it's now Abu Jahal sitting happy, you know, proud, arrogant in the middle of all the different Quraysh noblemen and politicians. He goes very, very calmly towards him, just like, you know, like a, meeting an old friend. And as soon as he gets close to him, he swacks him on the head with his bow until he breaks the skin and bleeds. Allah, so much anger for hurting such a noble man. This is even before Islam. He has so much honor that he hit him until his skin, Abu Jahl's skin was bleeding. And he said that at that moment, even before no one had ever heard him say it before, he said that, how dare you insult Muhammad and I follow his religion and I say what he says. I'm going to retaliate upon me, hit me if you can. Allah, every, all of them, well, suddenly, you know, they forget that, you know, Hamza has just hit Abu Jahl. And they realize that, oh my God, this is, you become a Muslim. SubhanAllah. You know, it was such an overwhelming disaster for the Quraysh because he's from the uh, elites of Mecca. This would prompt other, others from the elite to do the same, to join Islam. And it would, they fear this. And, they, and after this, after this incident, uh, Abu J- uh, uh, Hamza, Ibn he goes and returns home. He suddenly just realizes what he had said. Uh, وسلم, uh, that he's, what he has said, that he's followed Muhammad And for that reason, then he realizes that uh, he spends many days thinking about what should I follow? Should I re- follow the religion of my forefathers? Should I follow the religion of Muhammad He starts to have doubts about his old religion, his father's religion. He starts to have doubts about the Laat, Wal-Uzza, and Wamanat, and all the different ones. And he eventually begins to think uh, Islam begins to enter his heart, subhanAllah. And in this, then he goes to Muhammad in the morning, and he informs him about what he's done, and, uh, his, and how he wants to become Muslim. And, and, event, and then in this way, Hamza ibn Abdul Muttalib becomes a Muslim. Allah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala supports Islam with his conversion like he supported uh, uh, Bak- uh, with Umar ibn Khattab when he later converted to Islam. And the first military raid later on, much much later on, it was launched under the command of Hamza ibn Abdul Muttalib. The first raid upon the caravans and against the enemies of Muslims in the Medina. It was all under the banner of the command of Hamza ibn Abdul Muttalib. And his skills were shown. Amazingly, subhanAllah, and even in, in Badr, his, uh, his skills and he, how he fought the Mushrikeen. And in that battle, the, oh, they were outnumbered, so immensely outnumbered, and yet they managed to smash an entire army with the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Iman and the strength of the Muslims. You know, in that battle, there's mentioned that the Muslims didn't even have shoes to it, they didn't even have, like, they came with sticks, they have weapons, they have sticks. And they fought with those sticks and they fought with Islam and the malaika that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent down. You know, Allah subhanahu that I am with you. So strengthen the will of the Muslim uh, for the, of those who believe. I will strike terror into the hearts of the mushrikeen, into the enemies of Islam. And so hit them and attack them along with the Muslims. And there's many narrations about the angels helping out the Muslims in this battle. 
and even what happened uh, unfortunately is during this battle Hamza ibn Abdul Muttalib he kills Uqba uh, ibn Rabi'ah Uqba ibn Rabi'ah was what, again one of the noble men of Quraysh he was also the father of Hind ibn Utba. Ibn Utba was a was obviously the wife of Abu Sufyan ibn Harb, who was also also one of the noble of Mecca. And she is so grieved by her father's death that she that she she goes and finds Wahshi, who was a bit Abyssinian slave, who was very skilled with weapons, and she promises him that if he kills Hamza. She will set him free and she will give him all these jewelry, all these riches. SubhanAllah, all of that, all the her jewelry, she says she'll give it to him. She'll give it to this Abyssinian slave, obviously. Allah. And, you know, when Hamza ibn Abdul Muttalib, he, uh, when his battle of Uhud started, he was fighting, you know, uh, he was, the Muslims were about to gain victory and Hamza ibn Muttalib is fighting. His ostrich feather that he used to put on his, he attached ostrich treasure, which would basically symbolize who he was. Battle, Allah. If the archers had to move their places, that battle would have been a victory for the Muslim, Allah. And Wahshi even narrates that he, when he even looked around for Hamza to kill him, because he, uh, as ordered by Hind bin Rabba, he saw that he was killing everyone around him with a sword. He says that. He prepared for him. I waited, wanted him. I hid behind the tree. You know, nothing could stop him. He was a lion. Everyone around, no one could stop him. So until that, and uh, actually, you know, he he uses his skills. He throws his spear and he kills and he hit and he hits it. Abdul Muzahab bin Muttalib, Spear penetrated him from the back and came out from between his legs. And because of this, passes away, subhanAllah, the shaheed in the battle. And when, and then after this, when they, when uh, Hind ibn Utba, she, after the battle of Uhud is finished, she comes around and looks for Hamza. When she comes, she comes and then she cuts his liver. Uh, she comes to his body and she cuts his liver out and she chews it. Try and, you know, try and, you know, take vengeance. Our father, Allah, because that's how much each she has towards Hamza, and all of the all of these Sahaba are so upset and so sad that uh, even it's not even like a Islamic thing that it was actually amongst the Arabs they had a moral code that they would not mutilate bodies, and this is what happened here. They mutilated the body of Hamza ibn Abi Muttalib, and he and he started crying, Allah, and. There's a famous hadith that he says about this that if it's only the sake of Sophia, who was the sister of Hamza, uh, uh, he, he would have ordered Hamza ibn Abdul to have been buried, left without burying, but he may be in the stomachs of beasts and in the crows of birds. He would not be buried. It was normal. And he said that, uh, he said uh, when he saw Hamza ibn Abdul Talib, the lion of Allah, lying on the ground as a shaheed, he says, he'll never have a worse loss in my life. Yours, I've never been more outraged than I am now. Subhanallah, he's never had a greater loss in his life than when Hamza ibn Abdul Talib has passed away. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, uh, he, he shows his love for people. Uh, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves someone, other people will love him as well. And the Sahaba, you know, they shout that 
Allahi, if we conquer them, then we will cut them in a way that no Arab has done before. Their anger is that much. Allah, and it was, if there had not been deal of the commands not to mutilate bodies, they would, may, Allah, they may have done it. There's so much anger, so much, you know, pain they had from the death of uh, Hamza ibn Abdul Talib, and, you know, about, uh, about uh, Hamza ibn Abdul Talib, his sister Safiya said about him, the happy Jannah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has invited such a destiny. Uh, for Hamza, what was what he wanted? I won't forget you if I stayed or departed. Uh, may for, uh, you know, I cry for a lion by whom Allah was protected. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, may he reward you for what you've done for Islam. And, you know, even, even uh, another, you know, another woman came, subhanAllah, uh, whose father and brother and uh, had been killed in the battle. She asked him, you know, she asked, oh, uh, what has happened? Who's died? She hears about Hamza and she, she you know, she's incredibly upset. And she finds, she asks, you know, where's Muhammad And she, then she, uh, they see, waits until Muhammad comes. They return to Medina and she sees him and he says, Allahi, if you are safe, then no other disaster has been important because these were the Muslims, Yusuf Muhajirin al Sar. They were ready to sacrifice themselves for Islam, Muslims, for Prophet as long as for and all the time for Jannah. As we mentioned, when you say bin Gahab, he asked Allah Subhanahu wa Taala just for companion, just for companionship with him in the paradise, and he said, "Antum murfaqai fil Jannah." Allahumma salli wa sallim ala Nabiyyik Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. In Great lessons we can learn from this is that even before, even a person who has great character in Islam, even before Islam, Allah SWT opens their hearts. If you try and improve your character, try and even inspire non-Muslim to have good character, because a person who has good character, Allah Taala will eventually guide into Islam. And in and Subhanallah, the, we see a lot of people who you know who have a lot of Muslims. You no, know, they will say that oh, we are upon the we are upon the D, we are upon this and that, and yet they will act like kafar. To be to be frank, they will act like kafar in their manners and in their you know in their actions. They will act like kafar, and they will you know they will mock people, they will slander, they will backbite, they will attack. So what kind of Islam is this? Allah. So inshallah, may Allah subhanahu wa taala reward us. May Allah subhanahu wa taala reward. And uh, accept Hamza ibn Abdul Muttalib into his Jannah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from those uh, in paradise and companions from This was produced by the Muslim Chat Discord server, the best online forum run on the principles of the Quran and Sunnah. Find out more and join now at www.muslim.chat.